morning and welcome to Bite Size. My name is Oni Pollock, and I'm your host on Wednesdays from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. It's our final show, folks. Final show of the season here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Packed the whole season with plenty of interviews, a lot of great music. And I thank you all, the listeners here, for keeping up with me and the interviews and the music all season long. That doesn't mean this time slot is going away, though. It really just means for the uh, for the summer you'll hear some encores. I'll try to play the uh, the favorite ones, if you will, the ones that I've heard a lot of feedback from um, that I believe should be replayed. And if, if you have any uh, suggestions, we could... I'm certainly willing to listen to you as well. But uh, you know, as the three weeks comes next week, we'll probably... Um, as the three weeks comes and then the nine days comes, we'll probably have to play some... Uh, maybe the episodes that had the uh, acapella type things. That's a thing, right? That's a thing during the three weeks. I think so. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, and then the summer, right, late July, once you get July, August, things here at the network are both busier and lighter. So, you know, we have a lot of busy days, and then we also have a lighter days. Maybe I'll go on a vacation like I did last summer. Um, so you'll probably hear from me again live, at least on this show, sometime in August is my guess, if not when the season starts in September, but... Um, I should still be doing as many episodes live of After Further Review as possible. But All right. Um, what I wanted to talk about this morning um, is, I guess, somewhat of an interesting topic, but it uh, has to do with dieting. Because uh, myself, at some point in, in, in uh, what was it, December time, January time, I kind of looked at, I, I saw a picture of myself from like the summer of 16 or 17. I was like, wow, I was so much skinnier back then. And I know what, you know, I try to fluctuate between certain weights and the numbers don't really matter, uh, but I'm a bigger guy. So I try to fluctuate within, you know, I'm generous to myself, 20 pounds of, of where I want to be. And so that summer I was, you know, on the, on, on the, the way lighter side of that, um, which was great. And then in December, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm starting to get to that area where I'm like, shoot, I got to lose weight. And thank, you know, thank God I've been able to, uh, I don't want to say lose weight easily, but I know if I just put my mind to it, if I diet, if I work out, I will lose that weight. Um, and when, it, when I want to lose that weight, uh, it, it, it makes for, for a fun time in my life, um, you know, the whole diet workout routine. Um, but But I've known that I've been, you know, I've done it in the past, there was... Actually, what people probably don't know about me, the summer of, what was it, after Shana Aleph, I was 260 pounds, 265, whatever it was, and I said, you know what, I, that's it, I got to change my life. So that summer, I dropped 42 pounds, showed up Shana Bet, and no one really knew who I was, um, much to the detriment of, of my Shana Bet football team, they would tell you, that uh, I lost weight and it hurt the team, because they expected a bigger Yoni Pollock, but all right. Uh, lost weight, and since then, I've you know I've 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 fluctuated and and gone up twenty pounds, gone back down twenty pounds. So I've known, and and then uh, what was it? So it must have been three years ago, probably when I was up twenty pounds, and I went did my whole diet workout, lost twenty pounds. 
Um, so now I'm back kind of up to a, to a range where I'm like, shoot, I got to go back down. And that's fine. Like, cause like I said, I, I know I'm able to do it, but, but it, it's such a tough mindset. And, and I know I have friends that struggle with it. Um, you know, when I, I did it in January, I said, okay, starting my diet, starting my workout. And it was a f- great first three weeks kicked off well. And then I sprained my MCL. And uh, that was kind of it. And and what I believe, you know, I don't believe in one without the other. So I'm not dieting. If I'm not working out, I'm not working out. If I'm not dieting, well, no, that's not true because that will be something for a diff- different time. But uh, if I'm not diet, if I'm not working out, if I'm, what is it? If I'm not dieting, meaning if I'm going to start to diet, I'm I'm going to work out with it because I think it has to come together. Uh, in that situation. So then I kind of stopped in January and then I was like, okay, once my knee gets healthy, I'm going to do it again. And it took a lot longer than the month I expected. It took another four months to finally get my knee right. And then I'm, I've been back on it for the last month. And it, it, it's really, it's, it's a great feeling to be on it once, once you're in the middle of it. I'll tell you the first week, the first two weeks, probably the hardest weeks you'll go through whenever you start this, when you, when you make this decision, because you don't a you're not seeing results right away, and your body's not used to it. You get tired. Your body's used to you know the sugar that you're eating and the carbs that you're eating. In the first week or two, where you're changing the foods going into your into your body and, and you're changing your workout routine, it it's terrible. It's miserable. You're not seeing results. You're tired. Ty- you're constantly tired. You're sore as could be. But but it's once you get through those two weeks, and and thankfully now I'm in my third fourth week, whatever it is. A, you're starting to see results. So I, I put on a, I had, you know, I wore a suit sometime in, in what was it, March, April, and I was like, wow, this thing's tight. I put on a suit this past shop, that same suit this past shop, so I was like, wow, I could fit in these pants already. Um, and it's, it's not, you know, the, I might not see it physically, you know, if I look in the mirror, but, but the fact that I know I probably lost like an inch or two on my waistline just within those first four, three, four, I think it's about a month now, four weeks. It, it's just such a great feeling, so rewarding. So it was this past. And, and I mean, I'll tell you, what, it, it's not like a crazy diet. My diet's very simple. Eat healthy. You know, I, I take away the pastries and the carbs and the desserts and the candy. And, and the truth is, it, it's, you know, when I put my mind to something, I'm able to do it. So, you know, you, I like candy. I don't love candy. I like candy. And, and, you know, I could sit in front of a bag of gummies and eat the whole thing. Yeah. And Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, I, I can. But, like, I don't love it. Um, desserts, you know, other than, like, cookies, which I, I love, a nice homemade cookie. Um, I'm not, you know, crazy for cake or whatever. It, it, the toughest thing for me is probably ice cream because I love ice cream and like bagels. I love bagels, but I've, you know, I've knocked those out. Um, and my diet really consists of, you know, my dinners are like chicken and vegetables. I make chicken for the week, chicken and veggies. So last night was snap peas. Um, it's usually something snap peas, cauliflower and broccoli. And I'm, and I'm blessed in a way that, that a, I love fruit and I love vegetables. Um, it's a lot harder for people that don't and they force themselves to eat it. I get that. But you know, I love fish. I love salad. Like I like these things. So it, it's not a problem for me to change my diet to eat these things. Um, but I totally understand if it is. Um, so it's, it's really been a, uh, the last four months of just eating healthy and, and Shabbos is tougher. You know, I love challah, but I limit myself to one, two, sometimes even three pieces, uh, max though. I try to do one or two. Especially if, if I know the challah, meaning if, it, if I'm eating a Zadis or Zomix challah, I know what it tastes like, and it's good, but I don't need it. It's the same thing with, like, cookies. I know what a lot of cookies taste like, so I'll have one maybe, and that's it. Now, if it's something unique, if it's homemade, okay, I'll have two on a Shabbos. But for the most part, I'm only eating the, the healthy things on the table, 
Um, you know, yeah, we had Yapchik at our at our Friday night meal this past week. I didn't touch it. I know what Yapchik's like. It, it was store bought. I know what it's like. I don't need to eat it. Um. So yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much what my diet is. It's it's eating healthy, cutting out the stupid things. You know, when I after that Chun Olive, I decided I'm not drinking soda again. So it's a lot of seltzer and water for me. Kind of treat keep my body. The the more you drink, the less you know. The more full your body feels, even though it's just fluid. So it's just a lot of eating healthy and, and working out. And and this pat you know Sundays are usually the hardest because I'm home a lot and there's <laughs> there's infinite amount of food you could eat on a Sunday. When I'm at work, for the most part, a I, I mean I have food here, but you're busy with work. Sundays you're not busy with anything, and it's so easy to just munch, munch, munch. But I do a good job of just. I have grapes in my fridge. I have, you know, nectarines or apples, uh, strawberries. That's the things that I'm going to be munching on. And then for, you know, I'll have a bowl of cereal maybe for lunch. And then dinner again, chicken and veggies. Um, what's my point to all this? Really nothing. But, but I mean, my main point is that, I mean, I'm, I'm using a diet as, as an example because that's just what I'm going through now. But whenever you, you have a, a, a task, a really hard task, um, you know, I gave myself three months, two months, I think until Rosh Hashanah officially, but two, three months to just lose 20 pounds. I just, I just want to go back to the way I looked two years ago and I'll, you know, and I already see it on my face a bit and what I do during these things. I try not to weigh myself because I, I'm not going to knock myself down, knock myself up for a bad week, whatever it is, or for a great week. You know, I, I know the way I feel, um, but I lose it a lot on my face early on. So I try not to shave. And then I shave, you know, two, three weeks later. And, and, you know, I hope one of my friends goes, whoa, like you look different. Um, and that's actually what happened at work the other week. I didn't shave for a few weeks. And Miriam's like, wow, you look good. I said, hmm, this, this move is working. The no shave move. Um, and then friends that don't see me for extended periods of time in the summer, like four months, uh, four weeks. You know, they're like, wow, you look different. Those positive things always make me feel good. I try not to weigh myself because, again, I, that number doesn't matter. Uh, but my my point is, any task that you have in front of you, you just need to break it up. Uh, you got to find positive spins. You can't get negative, even on a bad day. Saturday night, I went to see a movie. Went to see The Incredibles too. Phenomenal movie, by the way. Um, and I had, hadn't eaten since like lunch or like maybe a snack on like at like four p.m. on 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 Shabbos. And we went to see a late movie, like an eleven fifteen showing. So it's like two a.m. and my friends are like starving and like let's get food. And the only thing we went to the city to get insomnia cookies. I was like, I'll go with you. I'm not gonna have a cookie. So you have to get something. I was like, uh. I said, you know what? I'm gonna get a small little ice cream. It's not good for me, but it, you know, it, it won't kill my week. And yeah, sure, I'm I'm regretting it a bit, but at the same time, I gotta live life. You know, that little little literally, it, it must have been a scoop of ice cream. And forget about the price on it, which was annoying. Um, but a scoop of ice cream, it won't kill you. You know, so what I do Sunday morning, I caught, I played softball, played a lot of catcher, uh, which means a lot of squatting up and down, up and down and running the bases. And then I got home and immediately biked five miles. And, and that was it for the that, You know, that's what made me feel good. I was like, okay, I worked it all off. And then Monday morning, I was sore as could be and moving up the stair. Every stair I went up, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Stairs I went down and the subways, just getting, you know, sitting down on the subway and getting up. Oh, my God. It, it's such a pain. But being sore is such a great feeling. It means you put in such a great day of work the following day. And what I do, I got home Monday. I went to play basketball for an hour and a half. And, yeah, you're sore. But literally the second you start playing, it goes it goes away. And I felt great. And then Monday night I get home, have my snap peas, have my nectarine. 
feel good. So it, it you know these 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 diets or these hard challenges in life are you, you got to find positive spins throughout. And and there are days that are certainly frustrating where maybe I, I just don't have time to get a workout in. Um, but again, I'm, I'm giving myself time to complete it. A lot of positive reinforcement from friends. And it's just, it, it, it's a good feeling knowing, I don't want to say I'm halfway there because I'm not, but I'm probably a month in with another two months or so to go and I'm feeling great. Anyway, that, <laughs> I feel like this first 10 minutes was, was really just about my making myself feel good. Uh, sometimes you need it, but I'm excited for, uh, you know, Rosh Hashanah, where it will probably be the end of it, and then I just have to decide to just eat well throughout the holidays because the holiday season will kill you. But I'm not too worried. I I feel my pants feel differently already. Shirts feel differently. So it's a fun time. I, I've, I'm already through the hard part. I'm already through the adjusting of the body. I'm already through the changing of my foods. Through the hard part. Now it's cruising along just day by day, brick by brick. I could do it. I know many of you could do it. You've been, you've been thinking about it. Sometimes you just need to do it with someone else. I'm not doing it with someone else. I feel like now I'm doing it with you, though. I've, I have this responsibility to keep you informed. And when I come back to the air in August and September, be like, yeah, hey, folks, I lost 20 pounds. Hopefully by then I also didn't gain back any. Um, but, yeah, it's tough, but it's fun. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm telling you it's easy. It's not easy. Uh, trust me, it's not easy. But you got to make it somewhat as simple and as fun and as uh, put yourself in a good situation and as good situation as possible. All right, it's our last episode, so I try to. We should play at least some of your favorite songs here. Um, but who do we have on this week? At 9:30, it'll be Joanna Shepson. She wraps up the season. With the Jerusalem Tourist Services, she'll interview Ilanit Malkior, the tourism director for the city of Jerusalem, and Yamit Simkovitz, the director of tourism product development. That'll be at 9.30 a.m. And then at 10 a.m., it is Tova Kanecht, as she speaks to a recent Ola Bat Sherut, Tali Weisinger. A great story there. That's at 10 a.m. Well, plenty of music throughout the next two hours. And then it'll be... We will have the segment that has no name with Miriam L. Wallet coming up at the end of the show to wrap up what was a wonderful season here. And I have no one to thank more than them, than Miriam, than Nahum, and then as well as the listeners here as well. So we have plenty of music coming up, and we start things off with one song and one song only, as we do every episode here on Bite Size. Mahapecha, Shel Simcha, you are tuned in to the final episode of Bite Size right here. The final episode, I should say, of this season of Bite Size right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Tarimuli lahit 
bottom of hour number one here on Bite Size, and it's time for Joanna Shepson's interview with the people of Jerusalem at Tourist Services, Ilanit Malkior and Yamit Simkovitz. Coming up right now, right here on Bite Size at the Nachum Seal Network. Thank you, Yoni. So today I'm actually in the area in the tourism offices, and I'm sitting with Ilanit Malkior, who's the tourism director for the city of Yerushalayim, and Yamit Simchovich, who's the tourism product development manager. And we want to just hear a little bit more about what is what exciting things are happening in Jerusalem. Um, there's some new projects going on for this summer. So uh, welcome, Ilanit. How are you? Thank you, Joanna, for making the time and making our voice be heard. So the truth is, I have to give you a little bit of background about Ilanit. She uh, came in as the tourism director with the mayor, Nir Barkat, when he took office. And she has done some incredible things in the city, brought festivals and conferences and tourism schools to come and help guide the local tourism vendors in how they can... Uh, improve their products. She's done so much. So we only have 10 minutes to talk. So let's focus on some of the exciting summer things that are going to be happening. Um, Tell us a little bit about the City Pass. So uh, let me just say a few introductions. Um, The thing is that we have managed to grow the demand for the city of Jerusalem from tourism point of view. And we ended this year in an amazing number of an increase of more than 47% in inbound tourism. Uh, A lot of them in like new destinations, but also uh, from Europe. Uh, And we also in different segments of tourism, such as the millennial and the young people. Uh, which is great. But then we understood that the product of Jerusalem is great, the hotels, uh, the facilities, the food. But the one thing that was missing, and you know how everyone are complaining about services? Yes. So, (laughs) yeah, probably you had the same. (laughs) Do people talk about, well, I'm going to Yerushalayim, but I don't expect to get the same Four Seasons service I would get in New York City. Exactly. but you're making um, a change there. You're doing something to I improve hope that. So <laughs> you've been, you know, you you had uh, the opportunity to uh, take a course uh, together uh, with Yamit and with our people from um, Luzon, from the um, uh, the best school in the world to train the people. So let me just say that on two levels. One, we thought that the experience of a tourist. We should make their life easier, more accessible, and also with um, less payment. Okay, we want to make it uh, like an easy, as easier for them as we can do that. So, um, so look what is going to happen in three weeks' time. A tourist will land at the airport. They will meet our tourists, uh, our uh, stewards from Jerusalem, dressed in eye travel shirt that will welcome them with a smile and mm-hmm. will give them the city card. They will be able, by the way, we are going to be the first city in Israel uh, that will provide it with, uh, including of transportation, any way that you choose, whether it's the train, the fast train, or the buses. So you will be able to go on that. There will be buses waited, branded buses of Jerusalem waiting for you at the airport that will open to you a Wi-Fi so you can spend the time in the traffic looking already for information and events that are happening in the city and then you will be able to use the light train or any kind of means in the city of Jerusalem but also get into all our wonderful attractions and museum in all of that in one um, one price basically in one price 
Uh, Yamit is here to tell us some of the details of the city yeah. pass. What is the price? <laughs> 15. 15 euro. No, starting from uh, 30, 30 euro. It starts from 30 yeah, euro. For a ticket uh, that includes all the, only the sites without the transportation. That And for how many days is that? Seven days. Seven days for yeah. 30 euro, yeah. you can get into all of the attractions. Yeah. That's incredible. That's yeah. an amazing price. Wonderful. And then there are going to be a whole bunch of different transportation options to help you get around. And we're going to actually write a whole blog post on Fun in Jerusalem with all the details of exactly where you buy the City Pass card, what's included in the City Pass card. And, uh, and more than that, then you will be walking in the city and you will meet this wonderful info truck, like a food truck, but information truck, right? So they will provide you, again, smiling people, Stira dressed up, uh, opening Wi-Fi. You could have there a chaser or a beer or happy hour. And all of that is really making you comfortable. There was this uh, amazing um, lady that she came yesterday from Lithuania, and she was working in the old city of Jerusalem. It was her first time uh, visit to the city, and for some reason she got lost. And she suddenly felt very, very uncomfortable. And she said that the one thing that made her really feel that she can smile now was the fact that people were very welcoming and they helped her to go through that. So I think that one of the things that is really unique for Jerusalem in many ways uh, is the fact that the people here are so warm and friendly. And we want to uh, make this message come through also to the tourists. So we as a city are welcoming, embracing our tourists, but not too much, not overlooking their shoulder, but at the same time, providing them with a platform to feel comfortable and safe in our city. So that's amazing. And these information trucks, you'll be able to spot them easily because they'll be branded I Travel Jerusalem. You won't be able to miss them. You won't miss it. Mm-hmm. And um, it, when you go there, the people who will be ro- uh, working in the trucks will have all the information about the museums and the festivals and everything that's going on in Jerusalem. Hopefully, you'll also find a Fun in Jerusalem magazine there. We're working on that. Um, and what exciting festivals are happening this summer? I know there's the Light Festival, which is my favorite. Um, I know there's the opera, right? Yeah. Is opera coming? The opera is happening this uh, weekend, Madame Butterfly. You can still catch a flight from New York if you're very quick. <laughs> um, otherwise, we have to say the Light Festival. We have the Jerusalem Cinema uh, Festival, which became an amazing one because it's not only around the Cinematheque, but it's all over the city for kids uh, with a zone, especially for children. Oh, I and love that. You, yeah which is great. You should write about mm-hmm. it. Uh, but more than that, you can meet the stars and you can really feel in Hollywood for... Hollywood in Jerusalem. Hollywood in Jerusalem. <laughs> Please come. Um, and the artist festival, the Chutzot Yotzer, is always my favorite also. always. And, you know, we, then we are launching our summer campaign again with a very social content, meaning that we are feeling that family are spending a lot of money and we want to save, to save a little bit of their expenses. Um, so we have this campaign where we also using kind of a city ca- uh, card, so people will be able to use a lot of those different festivals in, in an extra uh, reduced price. After that, we are all looking forward for the um, open houses, which will be combined this year with the Biennale of uh, Design. Ooh, exciting! Yeah, we created it from nowhere. Four <laughs> days in Jerusalem, including the embassies. And maybe the American embassy will join with us. So they will be able to present their own philosophy of design, you know where? In the boulevard of the King David Street, 
open to the public. Um, so that's make designers accessible to the people of Jerusalem because usually designers are a little bit you know, on top. After that, we have the open restaurants. And, you know, it's like... You it's can tell that Ilani never sleeps. She literally <laughs> never, never sleeps. Because but every... I the synagogue. <laughs> but I do see her in shul, exactly. But um, every week, there's another festival. Like, it's incredible. Like, if I look back the last, I would say, eight to ten years, the city is a totally different place culturally. Food festivals, design festivals, art festivals, children's festivals. It's really... Marathons and you know the Giro was here and Ilanit was actually the one who brought the Giro to Jerusalem. It was coming to Israel and she made sure that the race was going to take place in Jerusalem. For those Americans out there who don't know what the Giro is, you have to Google it because it's huge. It's like second to the Tour de France. So it was a very, very big deal that it was here. How many people... But we had the Grand Fondue and the Americans, especially the New Yorkers, know what it is. Right. Which That's was true. also bringing an international brand because it's happening every year and people can cycle <laughs> the crazy enough 70 or 130 kilometers in the hills of Jerusalem and end up in the old city, which is an amazing. It's amazing. Like That's what I love about the marathon or any of these races. They pass by the old city. How many millions or billions, I don't know, of people were watching Jerusalem the weekend of the Giro. One billion people. One One billion billion people. And you know what's the exciting thing? When I saw the videos and the pictures um, that people from outside of Israel took of Jerusalem, I fell in love again with my city because it's a different point of view and it's not like anything that we have seen. It's, It's coming... Different it's seeing somebody's. them from their perspective, exactly. seeing Israel from their perspective. So the truth is, during the times of, uh, you know, the Giro and or even Eurovision, which we're very excited, it's coming to Jerusalem next year, we hope. But um, there are a lot of fresh and new things happening in Jerusalem. All right. And, you know, we spoke about service. So I think it's worth mentioning that um, I think that the level here in Israel might be that some people are cynical. is quite good, but we always have something to improve. So we joined forces um, with the, the best school. We call it the Harvard of the hot, uh, hospitality school that is based in Switzerland. And it's a very expensive degree usually. And we joined forces with them to open a school in Jerusalem. And in the meantime, people like you are being trained how to improve services and how to improve their marketing abilities. So we have already about 100 people that finished the program, graduated from that, and they get a joint diploma from the Lausanne School um, and, uh, and ourselves. And it makes them feel very proud, but it also makes them feel that they are part of something bigger. So when they are serving a tourist and for some reason it's not a good experience, then they are the face of the city of Jerusalem. They are our ambassadors. So I think that the fact that we are investing in the human resources uh, to improve the experience of tourists means that we have now the time to deal with that. You know, we could never do that in the past. So now we are dealing with the, the high level um, it's making such a difference because the course that I went to was a three-day course focused on customer service. And I was in the course with all the heads of marketing for and customer service for the biggest museums in Jerusalem. Um, also, I think Jerusalem has more museums inside Jerusalem than any other city in Israel. 
Including Tel Aviv. Which is hard to believe, but it's true. Including Tel Aviv. So Jerusalem has its own vibe. But um, this course was incredible. And and in a couple of weeks, we're going to be doing another course in marketing with the same group of people. And just seeing how we all touch tourists in a different way and reach out to tourists in a different way and uh, what I loved the most was all of a sudden after this course we felt like we were a team and like okay this one tourist was going to come and was going to interact with each of us at one point in time and uh, it was nice to know that we all had the same goals and the same strategy to make sure they have a good experience so anyway for all of you who have kids out there thinking wait maybe I want to go into tourism and wondering where they should go to school maybe you'll end up coming to Jerusalem and having you know, getting your degree from Luzon in Jerusalem, there's nothing better than that. So uh, thank you so much for sharing I the excitement. I just want to say, don't believe us, uh, whoever is listening to us, you have to experience for yourself. Uh, and I really think that Jerusalem, when you're thinking about p- people where they are choosing different destinations today in the world, I think that seriously... Jerusalem is going to be the next Barcelona or the next London and the next Berlin because people are a little bit tired for that. It's a little bit overused kind of branding. Um, I think we have a lot to offer and it's not even the top of the ice. So. so I also think another really important point, especially for the listeners on this show, is you often think I'm going to come to Israel for Sukkot or I'm going to come for Pesach. And there is so much more going on in between and coming for Yom Yerushalayim or coming for specific times when you know there are festivals. It's a totally different experience. So don't just limit yourself to coming to Jerusalem for Sukkot or for Pesach. Come uh, multiple times. We want to see you many times during the year. And don't be shy and spread the rumor. Let everyone know what a great trip you had to Jerusalem. So thank you so much, Ilani, for sharing all the information. And now back to you, Yoni. Thank you, Joanna, and thank you, Ilanit and Yamit from Jerusalem Tourist Services. What a wonderful season of interviews from Joanna. I have to thank her for all her time, all her effort in bringing this wonderful content to our listeners here at Bite Size. As usual, Joanna, contact her. Find, find her at funinjerusalem.com or joanna at funinjerusalem.com if you have an upcoming trip this summer. Maybe you're dropping your kids off to camp in Israel. Maybe in August you're going to visit people from Nefesh Benefesh flights that came in and you're coming to visit them. Maybe you're coming to pick up your kids in camp in August. Maybe you're coming for Sukkot already. It's already start time to plan for Sukkot. And you have an hour during the week or a five-hour time slot at night you want to fill. You have to contact Joanna, Joanna at funinjerusalem.com. Check out funinjerusalem.com. So many cool activities. I, I, I tell you, every, every time there's an interview with a different place, it's just like, wow, this exists in Israel. First of all, I never thought it existed anywhere. But there are so many cool, intriguing activities that we find out about here from Joanna that happen in Israel. All these you know, candy-making places and pottery-making places and shooting range things and whatever it is. So many different cool ideas and activities that are possible that you could do by yourself, you could do with your family. And there's one place to find it at funinjerusalem.com. Contact Joanna at funinjerusalem.com and tell her we send her. Makes us look good. She'll appreciate it. And if you ever have, you know, if, if you ever have any thoughts about an interview that she did or just want more information about that person in an interview, you could also contact her, Joanna at So we thank Joanna for everything she's done for this past season and we look forward to hearing from her again next season here on Bite Size. Plenty more music coming up. And then it's Tova Kanach's interview coming up at 10 a.m. More music right here on Bite Size at the Nachum Siegel Network. 
توی دالش ما ای زایی خیل زایی خیل دواری مربه ای کال و ای سکبه توی رالش ما ای زایی خیل زایی خیل دواری مربه ای کال و ای سکبه توی رالش ما
לפעמים מרגישים שהחיים כל כך קשים מה יהיה עוד יום עד שנה? התקרנו יום? אבל אני מחייך, לא דואג להמשך, כי יש לי, יש לי אמונה. לפעמים מרגישים שהחיים כל כך קשים, מה יהיה עוד יום עוד שנה? אבל אני מחייך, לא דואג להמשך, כי יש לי, יש לי אמונה. והוא בורא עולם, הכוח של כולם שומע את קולי. אני מאמין בניסים, אני יודע שיש אלוקים. והוא בורא עולם, הכוח של כולם ישלח לי את הנס, ישלח לי את הנס שלי, יאללה! יש לי סיב כל הזמן, לא לבכות הכל לטובה. אסור לך להתייאש, רק תמשיך לבקש, תשמור, תשמור את התקווה. תלכי יום בן אדם, יש לי סיב כל הזמן, לא לבכות הכל לטובה. אסור לך להתייאש, רק תמשיך לבקש, תשמור, תשמור את התקווה. ישלח לי את הנס, ישלח לי את הנס של יום Two, and it's time for Tova Connects interview with Tali Weisinger about Sherud, a recent Ola coming up right here. Let's hear more about it right here, right now on Bite Size at the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you, Yoni. I'm sitting in Talpiot in Yerushalayim with Tali Weisinger, a recent Ola who's here doing her, her Sherud Lumi, her national service. Welcome to the show. 
Hi. So it's really commendable that you left a life, you know, in America where everything is, you know, laid out for you, basically, you know, um, to move to Israel, made Aliyah. What uh, inspired you to make Aliyah? Um, growing up in my, in Teaneck, my parents were very, very Zionistic, and my house was never like a home. It was like amazing, and I loved it, but it was never, it was just a temporary house on our way to make Aliyah. Everything we bought for the house, every time we did construction for the house, it was, is this going to be taken to, to us to Israel, or is it going to be sellable to make Aliyah? So I just, it was a temporary house. And when I was here in Israel for my year in, um, in seminary in MMY, I went to my friend's house, who she lives in Israel, she's Israeli, and when I looked out into the um, community, she's like, oh, over there there's going to be a pool. And I was like, oh, thinking, oh, that's great, that's wonderful. But then I realized, like, no, this actually matters to her. This is her physical house, this is her home forever. And it was like, whoa, she actually has, like, this physical place where she can be for the rest of her life. And it's something completely new to me. And I was like, I have to be in Israel. I have to make my physical home. I need to be here forever. Um, and I also wanted to serve my country. That's why I'm doing Shirat Lumi. My brother made Aliyah um, when he was able to, when he was 18. But he went to high school here when he was in 10th grade. He went to the army. He did everything. He was completely Israeli. He served his country. Um, now he's actually serving in the police force. Um, and... So that's really commendable for your parents. They yeah. instilled in you a real love of Israel, and not just you, your siblings also. Yeah, I have two siblings here. One who's in the in right. police, and then one who's married with two kids, a third on the way. And they live in pot, and it's really great to have them here. And we're slowly making our way. <laughs> and your parents, I'm sure, are going to... Yes be right behind you. Amazing. Yep. Um, okay, so you mentioned uh, that you're doing Shirat Lumi, you're a Bache route. A lot of, you know, we hear a lot about people coming here, a lot of guys coming here to yes. serve in the army as lone soldiers, but we don't necessarily hear a lot about, you know, girls coming here to uh, do their Shirat Lumi, to do their national service. That's sad that we don't hear about it. There's <laughs> plenty of people who do it. Well, that's why we're talking about it today. <laughs> First yes. of all, before we get into that side of it, what are you? what is your national service? What are you doing here? Um, I work at Carmel 6000. It's a startup that just, I'm like piloting it this year. Um, thank God I found it. Um, I was originally doing a Shirut Lumi at Schneider Hospital in Patak Tikva, playing with kids, doing arts and crafts with them. I was supposed to be working in a computer room with them, but Shirut Lumi is Shirut Lumi, and um, I came, and a week before I came, they closed the computer room, which was great. Oh, no. But... I made the best of it, um, and I tried to work on the iPad with them and do some coding games, um, but it was really hard. It's not a job meant for me, I guess. Well, you have a coding background, so yeah. you specifically wanted to come here and yes. do something like that. Right? I specifically asked for a teacher's assistant position or a going to a school and teaching computers in one of their classes because every school has, I mean, I wish, but it isn't the reality anymore that what I thought that every school has computer programming, but a lot of schools do. And um, I wanted to like be in the classroom and teaching, and they're like, that doesn't exist. That's a shirt with me. I'm like, why not? That's ridiculous. So um, I went to this, because it had like a computer background, some sort of thing. It's called Kavor, um, where they place Benoche root in hospitals um, to make the children's lives much better and whatever. But um, where I was, it was a children's hospital. So me coming in with my background of Kavor and saying, okay, I'm going to cheer up the children. They're like, we already have a program, so here, here's our program. 
So I never really got to use the technological skills that Kabbalah gave me. Um, but my coding background is from America, actually. In high school, I did a SAGE program, um, Center Initiative Jewish Education, where they um, do a lot of programming and uh, math and science, a lot of that together. Um, so I did two program, two years there. And then in the summer of 11th grade, I did a Girls Who Code summer program. And the year after that summer program, I was a teacher's assistant for the same summer program. So anyone that's inter- anybody listening right now that might be interested in coding, they should definitely reach out to you yes. for more information about that. Definitely. Um, so what you're saying is that when you came here, you expected one thing, and yeah. then something completely different happened. Yes. So when you make Aliyah, <laughs> that happens a lot, you know, and you have to have what type of personality in order to make it here? You have to be flexible and go with the flow. Zorim. That's a very popular word in Israel. Lizrom, right? Yes. <laughs> Just to go with the flow. Um, okay, so now you're working in the, um, this program yes. in Talpio. Carmel 6000. And how's that going? It's amazing. It's a high-tech organization that teaches Benochirut how to program and then uses the skills that the Benochirut learned to create applications and devices for um, nonprofits and hospitals. So, for example, my first project, which is still not finished, but it's on its way, um, is a facial recognition camera to detect if babies in a Lynn hospital who have respiratory issues, who can't cry with sound, are crying because it detects in their facial um, motions that they're crying, and then it creates artificial baby cries for the child. Wow. Yeah, I love it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's what I want to do for the rest of my life, those type of biomechanical engineering, um, bringing tech and bio together. Inside, I did a project where it was a color sensor for blind and colorblind people to match their socks and match their gloves. Oh my goodness, wow. Um, Yeah, it was really amazing. Very impressive. (laughs) Wow. Um, Okay, so this all sounds incredible, and you know, as someone that you made Aliyah and you're going through this new um, experience, uh, you decided to do something for yourself and really for everybody else and you want people to follow your adventures so right you have a instagram page and a a facebook page called adventures of avital yep and uh what's the point there what are you Um, trying to do there well first i show the challenges and the being a lone bachi root is not just challenges and it's not just fun it's both and i thank God every day for the challenges that I went through in the beginning of the year and the challenges that I go through these days and everything because it makes me a person I am today. Um, And so it's the trials and tribulations, but it's also like Chirumi is amazing and fun and it's rewarding. Um, And it's to give a voice to Benoche Rupo-Dodot and Benoche too because you see all these Instagram pages and Facebook pages of lone soldiers and soldiers in general, and there was nothing for Benoche Root, so I decided to create that voice. Um, there's an organization called Bishfiel that helps Benoche Root to and it's amazing. They're a really great organization, um, and so I talk about them, and it, the Lone Soldier Center has decided to help Benoche Root to so I um, organize events for Benoche Rupo de Dote with the Lone Soldier Center. So we had a Zumba event, we had a paint night, because me, the artist, <laughs> it was really fun. 
Um, we're going to have much more events in the future. I'm actually doing a second year of Share It With Me, so I'm going to be here again. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So um, you're taking initiative. Yes. Very impressed. So a lot of times people say, you know, seminary might not be for them or they're looking for a different, you know, path. They want to come to Israel. Mm -hmm. This sounds like it could be something that they should look into, no? Yes. Um, sadly, there's a new law that Benoche Root have to make Aliyah in order to do Shir Lumi. And really? it's really sad because there's a program, Malchal, where you don't have to make Aliyah and you can just hold a gun and serve in the army, but you can't um, volunteer that. at a hospital or volunteer in a gun where it, you're doing really, really important things. You may not be protecting the borders, but you're changing diapers and you're helping sick people and you're really, really changing lives every single day. When I was in the hospital, there was a kid and she was so excited to see me the next day when I came and she was playing with me every day and like the parents told me like, wow, you're like really, really helping us. And they got a break because they were able to go downstairs, get a coffee and I was sitting there with the kid and in my share with me, I'm changing the lives of kids in the hospital. I'm changing the nonprofits, making it easier for them to assist their the people that they assist. Um, yeah. It's just I am helping people, and I'm not just having it easier. Share with me is really, really hard. Um, we don't get the same recognition that soldiers get. I mean, we're not putting our life on the line, and I'm not gonna compare but we are really helping society and I think we should get recognition not like we should get recognition and, um, and it, it seems like there's some restaurants and there's some, uh, some places, there's some that some are starting, starting that say you know discounts for Chayalim and Benot Sherut um, so I have been to places and I'm like oh I'm a Bachi or Bojada and they're like so I'm like what do you oh, mean no. so um, so it's hopefully, Tali, you sound like the type of person <laughs> that is going to make waves in this country and you are really going to have an impact. Yes. So uh, I don't doubt anything. Uh, I, I think you could do anything you put your mind to. So yes. if, if, but if Benot Shirut were not, um, you know, paid attention to before <laughs> with Tali Weisinger and her mom behind her, <laughs> yeah, that's true. you guys are going to really be uh, on the forefront of this. So yes. Kola Kavod. So anyone now looking into uh, Shirut Lumi, can they... Can they go to the Bishfiel website? Is there a website? Yes, bishfiel.org. And they can also go to my blog and ask questions too. Yes, they could all. Uh, <laughs> so how can they find you? Adventures of Avital on Instagram and Facebook. And Avital will definitely write back to you. Yes. And give you any information that you need. Um, so after doing seminary for the year and then after making Aliyah, is there one place that you could call your Israel happy place? Um, the Davidson Center. I really like the Davidson Center. It's... Not the Kotel, but it's the same wall, and it's next door to the Kotel. It has a lot of history involved. MMY takes us the first night and the last night, and it's just so peaceful. It's quiet. It's not, like, crazy like the Kotel. It's the same exact wall, and there's a whole way where you can look down. It's near Ir David, and there's so much history. The, the arch amazing. I love it. The Robinson Arch where the women used to go up to the um, Beit HaMikdash. Um, but it's so peaceful and that's where I just sit and thank God what he has done for me and also Davin for better times and I really love it. I also love the Mesilla because it's right near here. It's really, really beautiful. It really is. So if, is there one message that you want to send out to your parents that I'm sure are listening right now? Of course they are. Um, 
I love the way I grew up as much as I complain that I did not grow up in Israel. I'm very, very thankful that I grew up the way I did and that I miss Cupcake. <laughs> I miss my dog. <laughs> well, hopefully uh, they're going to be on a plane soon. Yes. Okay. Well, Tali, thank you for sitting down with me and talking to me about your uh, Shirat Lumi. And, and uh, really just continued success. Thank you. And uh, looking you forward so to hearing amazing things from you. Yes. Okay. And you know I started the blog asking you how to start my blog. Do you remember that? That's right. And then my friend gave me Adventures of Tell, which was good. It's a good name. I well, like it because it really encapsulates, like, it's adventures. No matter if it's bad or good, it's exactly. the adventures that I go through. Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> thank you, Yoni. Back to you. Thank you, Tova, and thank you, Tali Weisinger, for that great interview. Tova Connect, you can find her, tovanisrael.com, Tova in Israel on Facebook, Tova in Israel on Instagram. We have to thank her for her wonderful content, the wonderful interview she brings us here to our listeners here on Bite Size over the last season. It's always, uh, you know, whenever I get that Facebook message or that email from Tova, hey, I have another interview, it's always like, great. This one's going to be good. I know our listeners are going to enjoy it. And it happens each and every week. Contact her at tovanisrael.com or message her on Facebook, whatever it is. Uh, A, if, if you just enjoy the interview, period. But if you want more information about this person, contact her. And also, you got to give her a follow. I, I tell you each and every week. But as the season wraps up here, and you're not going to hear from me for two months, you have to give Tovan Israel a follow on Facebook, on Instagram, the wonderful stories on bus rides or... or Everything she, you know, she's at the Shuk a lot, whether it's, it's, it's doing her, her tourist thing there, where she takes tourists on a Shuk tour, or whether it's just a Friday afternoon. There's always wonderful content from the Shuk. You know the craziness there, and she has it for you on an everyday basis. Again, whether it's at the Shuk, on a bus, or the different events and parties and activities that she goes and does and runs, whatever it is. TovenIsrael.com, TovenIsrael on Facebook, TovenIsrael on, on Instagram. You're going to want to follow her all summer long. I'm telling you, it'll be worth it. And we have to thank Tova again for all the wonderful interviews she's brought for us this season on Bite Size. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We have more coming up here, plenty more music, and then the segment that has no name with Miriam L. Wallach to end the show to wrap up the season here. But for now, as I said, more music right here on Bite Size at the Nachum Siegel Network.
מתפללים ומחכים למשיח רק יגיע קשת כולנו חברים כולנו מתפללים ומחכים למשיח כבר רוצה להגיע מחכה לחברים
If I'm a little light, you're a little light. Together we are so very bright. A little light here, a little light there. See the smiles, it's so very clear. Shine a little light, show us the way, lead us to a brighter day. Shine a little light, show.
אם אתה מרגיש שאתה כל הזמן רוצה להספיק הכל פשוט תזכור כי הכל כתוב מלמעלה אז תנסה סמוך על הבורא הכל יכול יש תנועה בדרך אל העבודה, אתה צולע אחר אל הפגישה, ואולי מרגיש שכל יום כמו מרוץ גם גם אם אתה קצת מתוסכל, ונראה לך שזהו המזל, פתח בשם ותאמין בו. דספסיטו, קח את החיים שלך ודספסיטו, כל דבר בזמן שלא יבוא קרידו, וכל הכבוד זה טוב רק תאמין בו. דספסיטו, קח את החיים שלך ודספסיטו, כל דבר בזמן שלא יבוא קרידו, וכל הכבוד זה טוב רק תאמין בו. שלא יבוא קרידו, וכל הכבוד זה טוב רק תאמין בו. דספסיטו, קח את החיים שלך ודספסיטו, כל דבר בזמן שלא יבוא קרידו, וכל הכבוד זה טוב רק תאמין בו. ואז פתאום תראה שלעבוד מלחצים אפשר ללמוד, הכל יהיה פשוט מאוד, אחרת איך אפשר לשרוד את החיים שלך, תתחיל לקחת הגלות. מה זה כסף? הפך בלי יושר, אין לו משמעות. עצור לחשוב לפני שתאחר את הרכבת. הילדים גודלים ומה נשאר רק המזכרת. תגיד להם איזו מילה טובה ותחבק. יש רגעים שבשבילם תתנתק. ניסית, ניסית, שלא עשית. את הכל רצית, בנית, בנית. מה שלא ראית, איך שהזמן עובר כאן ולא יחזור שוב לאחור לחייך. אם אתה מרגיש שאתה כל הזמן רוצה... להספיק הכל פשוט תזכור דספסיטו את החיים שלך ודספסיטו כל דבר בזמן שלא יבוא קרידו וכל הכבוד זה טוב רק תאמין בו דספסיטו את החיים שלך ודספסיטו כל דבר בזמן שלא יבוא קרידו וכל הכבוד זה טוב רק תאמין בו דספסיטו And we are back to wrap things up on the final episode of Bite Size this summer. And it brings me much joy that uh, <laughs> Miriam L. Wallach is back with us. Good morning. I think it brings you much joy. This is the end of the season. You don't have to talk to me again. Uh, okay, we could, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe. It's been a few weeks, though, so I'm glad to have you back. And I'm glad that thank you, you made it back for the out, last week. Yeah, thank you for closing out the season with me. Yeah, so do you know what we want to talk about today? Uh, the end of the season? Uh, a bit of the end of the season. You know, I started talking about the my draft? diet that I'm going on, actually. Oh, I thought the NHL draft. Mm, I no. can't say I, I did. Okay. Um, and I was wondering, I know you're kind of on something similar. I am. And actually, I mean, not to tease next week's That's Life. Not this week, but next week. But the founder of the diet that I am on, who just did a presentation to... 150,000 people in Las Vegas right. will, will be joining me on the air. So you're actually on a real diet. I am. Something that like, it, it, I mean, it's not like points based. Is it, nope. Like, is it, it's not. Nope. See, I don't have to portion just, anything. I'm not ouncing it. I'm not weighing anything. I'm okay, not, so fine. Let, let's, we, we could, yep. yeah, we don't, let's, let's wait for next Thursday for yep. that. 
Um, but but I'm was, not hungry. I was talking about, yeah, like the ups and downs with mm-hmm. it. You know, sometimes, because I know we're both on, I mean, different diets, clearly. Um, but we'll walk in and just complain about how sore we are from Right. Okay, so sore is a different story. I'm dying. I'm totally <laughs> dying. dying. And but, I mean, we all we both know it's well worth it. Yeah, that's what I tell myself. I mean, what, what choice do I have? Right. I'm so dying. I mean, I am holding on to those banisters going up and down the subway and in the train station. Like, my life actually depends on it because I think I'm going to fall forward. Oh, wow. The down, going down the steps is a thousand times worse right? than going up. It, it, and, and you wouldn't think that. I'm but like, dying. It's like the hamstrings oh. and Thighs. I, I said, I said like, every time I go up the stairs down, it's ooh, ah, ah, right. Ah, like just, just right. get down, just, just hurry. Like right, and I'm doing one step at a time. Yeah. And uh, in my house, I'm doing one step. My kids are like, right, you stairs there, right? Right, could you, could you go? I'm like, actually, I can't. I'm one step at a time. It has to be my right foot, not my left. Whatever. But two nights ago, so I, I played softball and then I was catcher. So I mm. was doing you know constant squats. So my thighs killed oh. on Monday. But Monday night I go home and I was like, okay, I got to work out. Right. And so I was playing basketball. And after, like once you get into the game, like that soreness goes away, and right. I felt so fresh. And I I, I I don't know if that was like if that's how it's supposed to work, but but, but it just felt great. Like once I got into that first game, I was like, wow, I'm feeling great, springy, like, and I'm just ready to go. But weren't you sore again when the game was oh, over? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. that's what happened to me. I got me. into bed and like I'm achy and oh. I was like. Yeah. And it, 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 it's hard to sleep like that also. Your right. body just needs to, and it was calmed down, but like. I'm my kids so were leaky. having a fight and I'm like, you have to have the fight in my room. I'm like yelling at them in the hall. I'm like, everyone get in here. And the, I said, I can't move. So you have to fight in so here so that I can deal with this because I can't move. So I can moderate from right, my room. Right. As long as I'm horizontal, I'm fine. But um, yeah. So this morning I've been sore for a bunch of days because Sunday I try and like really you know, I said Sunday's the hardest day. Right. Well, I mean, Sunday's the hardest day for me in that. That's I, not Shabbos, I should say. Right, but I spend the most time at the gym on Sunday. Okay. Like, I'll give myself a good t- almost You're two hours. You're a morning workout person, right? Yes. So I wonder just how that, because I'm a night workout person. I could not imagine. But, not even a million but years. But to me, I work out at night, and then I let my body rest. So by the time the morning comes, like, I'm feeling good-ish. You, like, I feel like you're sore now. R- yes, I am and you're sore. you're in recovery, but you're at work. Right, so I'm sitting, but you are sitting. I am day, right? sitting a lot of the day, but also it's such a mental, it's such a head game for me that if I don't go to the gym in the morning, I'm like a mess. Right, right, and I if I I've do- noticed that. By yes, the way. I, if I, I don't get out some energy or some and you know stress or whatever, I cannot focus at work, and I am you know basically yelling at you and Nachum over I don't know nothing. I just can't. I, I wonder can't if focus. there is, and maybe you could ask this person on on Thursday if there's some sort of scientific study. That says it, it's better to work, maybe more for weight loss purposes than, well, I, I'd be interested more in weight loss purposes than other purposes, to work out in the morning right when you wake up as opposed to at night. Well, for people who, um, for people who suffer, fr- uh, suffer is not the right word, but from people who have either anxiety disorders or attention disorders, et cetera, et cetera, it's, it has been scientifically proven that working out in, in the, the morning, morning helps align both your eyes and your mental state and everything I else. Hear that. Yeah. And, and therefore, that's one of the reasons I feel that I am much more productive. Do you the rest eat a my day. big breakfast also right after you work out? Um, you know the proteins I think that or like yogurts. Well, I think that's one of the reasons that the diet's working is because I stopped doing that. And it's oh, not really? That, well, it's not that I'm not eating in the morning. I certainly am. I mean, I've burnt a whole bunch of calories. So I got to put stuff yeah. back in there. But um, I'm eating differently in the morning. Um, I was eating. I mean, I guess we can talk about this whenever. But I'm certainly eating differently throughout the day than I had been. Mm-hmm. I'm also drinking a lot more water, which is a huge deal. Yeah. Um, though getting up from my 
from my desk to just go to the bathroom. Forget it. It's like a killer. The standing up is killing me. Um, but um, but one of the other differences is, is that I think I told you this a couple of weeks ago is that I found that I was still in the in the mental state of a runner who's uh, and for me that means like a lot of a lot of protein and different kinds of carbs and I haven't been able to run because I've destroyed my Achilles mm-hmm. so I've had to adjust that also but truth be told is that I'm you know almost two weeks in and I'm down fifteen pounds right so it's there's crazy. yeah there's that and yeah. that's like a man's weight loss uh, it, it's true yeah um, I've meant I, I kind of mentioned in the opening so I mean but I didn't really like this skirt hasn't what... fit in months so <laughs> right. I had um, the same thing with my Shabbos pants there you go um. Part of the the battle of of diet and working working out is staying healthy. It, it's such an underrated part. You just yeah. assume you're healthy the whole time, but no, like you nick up no. your ankle. You know, you could be out for a week. You nick up your knee, and and that's it. That's what happened to me in January. Like right. I was out four months. Um, so it, it, it's a tough part of the battle because you, you 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 take it for granted how healthy you are, and then you start working out, and your body falls apart. Right. That's the way I felt when my when my Achilles went. Yeah. The, and all of a sudden, I'm not running anymore. Tell a runner that they can't run, and it's it's bedlam. Crazy. So now I've had to find alternate ways of getting out that same kind of... Which uh, is tough. Yeah, it certainly is. Running is, God knows, awful on your body. It's just... It's, it's bad on your knees. Oh, it's terrible on anything, but there's nothing like a runner's high. I mean, that's what they call it. There's nothing like I'm a not high. a runner. I, if, I, you know, I, I try to run outside sometimes. It, it, it hurts the knees, and then on a treadmill, I get too, like, dizzy, and I... I it, it's not fun because I just try to stay focused on staying on the treadmill because I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to take one bad step. I I'm a, I prefer the elliptical. I love the elliptical, and I've started a lot of biking. Um, right. Though I feel like it's kind of like a lazy workout in a way. Because well, are you doing a recumbent bike? Or are you doing like a cycling, like a spinning bike? Uh huh. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I understand what you're talking about. A sitting if, bike. I, yes. I it sounds like you're doing a sitting bike. I have found now that I have started spinning, and I don't spin in a class because you know me. I don't like people. I don't want to work out right. with you. Nothing personal. I just don't want to work mm-hmm. out with you. So I've been spinning on my own, and that is a, it is much more of a workout. You can download those. Like you can download different. You know, the Peloton is the big thing these uh, days. Trust me, I know. Do you know how much a Peloton is? Yeah, it's expensive. Do you know how much it is? A few grand. Yeah, and then you sign up for the 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 classes and the whatever. But there are other less expensive, significantly right, less yeah, expensive yeah. versions. No, the Peloton. If you buy a Peloton, you're in it. Oh, you better be in it. You had better be in I it. I have two friends that have one. Um, one I've never expected to get one. He's like, yeah, it makes me do it, and I got it. You know, I got it refurbished, whatever. Um, and then another friend does it. He and his wife do it every day. Yeah, um, we're looking at getting a non Peloton Peloton. Non Peloton Peloton, and also because it takes up a l- very little room. Right, that's yeah. true. It does, as opposed to like other. Like I had an elliptical, it took up. Yeah, took up some the, space. you need headspace. You need this. You yeah. need whatever. The arms have to move. All right, but the point, is, like we sh- we should tell people, like it, it's hard. And it, it, the the first two weeks are the hardest. You're yes. changing your routine. You're changing. Just the food have that to goes get. In. You have to Once make you it, get through it. That's right. Make it part of your routine. It's like you know, you wake up, you have your cup of coffee, you're going to the gym. It just, it's not something you consider skipping. It's just part of your day. Right. So basically, we have to tell everyone by the time we get back on air, let's say sometime August, September, we expect everyone listening to lose twenty pounds. Let's go for ten. Okay. Okay. Small, small. Well, small that's goals. not a small, small. That's true. It could be tough for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, again, talk like a guy. Why don't you? Yeah. I'm also a bigger guy, so ten pounds to me. Like, yeah, exactly. Pretty simple. Be quiet. Yeah. All right. Well, Miriam, it's been a blast Thank this last you, year, Yoni. and uh, we'll see what's in store for next year. I, I have to talk to my producers, see if, if they thought your segment was, was, was worth good it. enough. Right? Yikes. But, uh, Super yikes. Yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking it should be fine. All right. Well, Hatzlacha to everybody. Yep. I Thank agree. you for including me, by the way. No problem. It's been a blast, like I said. And thank you all 
for tuning in for the last two hours and the last two hours every Wednesday over the last, geez, was it 10 months, 11 months? And again, like I, I mentioned before, a, a huge shout out and thank you to Joanna, to Tova, and everyone else that's contributed to Bite Size. It is much appreciated on my end, and I know the listeners feel the same way. So thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone involved in this program, including Miriam and Nahum for giving me this time slot on Wednesdays. It has been a great, great time for all. So again, thank you all for tuning in for the last two hours. My name is Yoni Pollock. I'd like to wish you all a good day, a great summer, and remind you that the Bite Size is always, always, always the right size.